I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. And now, giving you access to the locker rooms and the minds of the independent scene, here are the curtain jerkers of pro wrestling podcasting. Mike Crockett. Actually, I prefer to be called Maestro. And the kingpin, Brian Malonis. He's the win, and nobody beats him. This is the wrestling podcast about nothing on the New Age Insiders Network. Welcome to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, episode 40, presented by BDARadio.com. There are so many pro wrestling podcasts out there covering every facet of the business. So we went to BDA Radio and said we had a different idea for a podcast. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. They said, what's your wrestling podcast about? We said nothing. And thankfully they said, we think you may have something here. So here we are. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring, and joining me as always is a veteran of the New England Independent Mat Wars, the Irresistible Force, the Immovable Object, the 10th man on the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Kingpin, Ryan Malonis. Thanks for completely exposing yourself as not knowing anything about football. <laughs> I'm excited today, Mike. I'm so happy. I'm fired up. Or am I? It's Monday, right? It's it Monday. Is Monday. How was the game last night? What'd you think? It was great. It was the greatest one I've ever seen, or it might have been the worst experience of my life. Yeah, as uh, as we like to do here, uh, where the curtain jerk is a pro wrestling <laughs> podcasting, or so our marketing says. <laughs> we are recording on Sunday morning, the day of the uh, big Patriots Steelers football football game tonight. Oh boy! And anyone who knows you knows you're a huge Steelers fan, so. You're either very happy today or you're <laughs> extremely miserable. Yeah, I'm um uh yeah, one or the other. No no uh no in between. Either way I might have I might have gotten in a fight and lost a couple friends along the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, commonplace <laughs> yes. for you in football season though, I think. Yes, either way. So uh hey, la- last year uh, I did see over the uh Broncos Patriots game, I did see the friendship of our good pals uh Jamie Jimikowski and Tarzan completely dissolve over that game. So <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so yeah. Well, um I did go to Dunkin' Donuts a little while ago and I asked if you wanted anything and you said no, you were all set, but I did get you something. Oh, you did? Yeah, I got you a little... Oh, come on. Are you kidding me? That... You're, a, you're a jackass. I wouldn't eat that. <laughs> that is the official, me. <laughs> the official donut of the New England Patriots. Oh, it looks like garbage, too. So <laughs> I'm sure it tastes wonderful, though. <laughs> yeah, we should probably take, we'll take, a, we'll take a picture of it. It's, uh, it's white, crappy frosting with blue and red, crappy frosting. And just, it looks like... I, I don't know. It doesn't even look. It doesn't even look edible. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's foul looking. I'm sure you you would love it. Oh. You're going to love it. I won't tell anyone if you eat it, Brian. I oh. won't tell anyone. Well, I'm not a donut man, anyways. Had you got me a delicious chocolate chip muffin, I might have uh, I might have partaken in that. That's what I had. I had the triple chocolate muffin. <laughs> triple chocolate muffin. Jeez, you're giving up these days. <laughs> it's, it's over. You and, you and the Playboy. It's over. <laughs> so yeah, actually, uh, we talked about this, Brian, and you've agreed to this. You've agreed to win or lose. <laughs> we are going to have later in this show, we are going to record Sunday night immediately following the game. Recording the majority of the show yeah. Sunday morning. Be a little bonus hit at the, at the end of the episode, so stick around. <laughs> yes, yes. So we will get win or lose the first thoughts from the Kingpin on the Patriots 
and the Steelers. Uh, if things go really poorly, Mike, you might end up getting my resignation from the wrestling <laughs> podcast about nothing. <laughs> I might be slipping into a deep, deep, dark depression. Well, we'll have to see. So, yeah, stay tuned for later in the episode for that one, folks. Uh, the Kingpin's first thoughts on the game. But um, I guess we should mention here, um, Superfly Jimmy Snuka uh, passed away this past week. And we actually tried to talk about this before a couple weeks ago when we were doing the Wrestling News Gauntlet. And we ended up cutting it out because we were kind of not quite sure what to say about Jimmy Snuka and the whole issue with the trial and all this stuff. And it's kind of hung a dark cloud over his entire legacy. I mean, yeah, yeah, it certainly, it certainly has. I don't, I mean, I, I, this is, again, one of those things, anytime there's somebody famous who gets accused of something, there's just like this bandwagon to jump on to just automatically assume that whatever is said is true. And uh, I don't know if he did or didn't do it. Based on the information that's out there, probably lean that he probably did it. We don't know for sure. You know, we don't know what really happened. What I do, things I do know about Jimmy Snuka is he is one of the lasting legacies of pro wrestling. One of the biggest stars of uh, really the. I mean, I, th- I think Jimmy Snuka's peak was pre Hulk Hogan days. Is that a fair statement? Yes. To you know, to he was make? looking to be the guy, and then this whole thing happened, and then it became Hogan's thing. Right. So I mean. Um, you know, just somebody who was a was obviously a great performer in the ring. I think here's the other thing too. Um, whether it's professional wrestlers, professional athletes, celebrities, everybody tends to put these people on on a pedestal just because they're famous. And uh, here's the thing: just like in regular society, amongst celebrities, there are wretched people. And you don't know, just because you know their public personas, you don't know them, you don't know what they are like behind closed doors, you don't know, you know, their personalities or what they're capable of or things they've done. You just, you don't. Just because you've seen somebody on screen or on TV or have met them once and got their autograph, you know, that, I mean, and they were nice to you or the opposite, like, you know, they were, they were crappy to you. You don't know these people, you don't know what they're capable of. Um, my advice to anybody would be enjoy performers, whether it be, again, actors, athletes, professional wrestlers. Enjoy their performances, but don't elevate them as people because you don't really know them. Don't hold them to a higher standard than you would any other human being. You know, And I think that's what happens with celebrities. So that's why I think people react so strongly when something negative comes out about a celebrity. Uh, again, we don't, we don't know if Jimmy Snuka is guilty of this crime or not. We all have developed opinions based on the information. But the sad part is, is, is you know, a father, a grandfather, you know, passed away and even if he wasn't a celebrity that's a sad moment for the family i think wwe you know i think they put the tribute on to him and i don't disagree with them doing that i think they absolutely should have they didn't glorify anything awful that he did or or may or may not have done they just simply you know acknowledged that he made contributions to their organization over the years so uh I, i i don't have any problems with them honoring him either no, and as you said, he was a very exciting performer. And actually, my first independent show ever was uh, Perry Saturn in the main event against Superfly Jimmy Snuka. So um, I don't know. He's, Jimmy Snuka is, regardless of, I mean, the as I said, the dark cloud kind of hanging over his career. Uh, you can't deny that he was an exciting performer and one of the most popular at the time in the uh, early 80s. Um, 
And of course, you know, you have to mention the dive off the top of the cage onto Don Morocco. They probably don't get Mick Foley in his career without that moment, right? I mean, that's what he, yeah, that's what he said uh, from day one. So, yeah, I mean, Superfly Jimmy Snuka uh, passed away this past week. Um, and, and you would have known that from all of his best friends on the independence. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> there's, there's this thing now, and it's not just within wrestling. You see it whenever a celebrity dies or something. The everybody was their biggest fan or uh, whatever. They inspired them so much and da 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 da. And it just becomes this like I don't know, wanting to become a part of something that has nothing to do with you. And like I, I don't know. It's I mean I I will I will say like w- w- there have been like performers who passed away and I like it. Legi- it's funny because like uh, you know like when Roddy Piper passed away, like it legitimately bummed me out. Right. Like like and that's just because you know you watch these people growing up and and. For Roddy Piper, even though I I don't know Roddy Piper, I I never even met Roddy Piper, but he was a big part of my childhood just because I grew up watching and and, and hating and then loving Roddy Piper. But the the, the funny thing is, is all the guys are like now when you see it amongst the boy, this might piss off people, huh? Mm-hmm, maybe <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't like controversy, Mike, but it just annoys me the people who have come across like these older wrestlers on an indie show once or twice and you know and then i don't know like maybe overstate your relationship with these people to gain some i don't even i don't even know what you're trying to gain at that point allow me to kind of read between the lines here brian you're jealous you never got pictures with these gentlemen no no <laughs> i did i did i did jokingly uh and that's a joke about somebody's death but I did. I did send a text to a couple of buddies of ours, joking how I was. I, I was in the locker room one time with Jimmy Snuka. He gave me a very warm hug, called me brother. Uh, I'm pretty sure he confused me with somebody else. I probably should have put a tweet out about how close we were, you know, because of that moment. But I think he called me brother too once. Wow. Wow. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, all, all, I mean, all kidding aside, I just uh, people like to to do that. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I it's. Hey, if it makes you feel better, I don't, I don't know. To each, teach their own. For me, I just look at it and I'm just like, this seems a bit silly to me. There's a story that uh, <laughs> John Rodeo shared with me once that um, Jimmy Snook was walking into a, a venue for a show for Killer Kowalski, and it was winter, and it was snowy and icy, and he slipped, and as, as he was falling back, all he said was, brother. <laughs> and i think uh if i'm not mistaken the smooth operating gangster trey caught him oh so thankfully he said brother and, and, and trey was right there to help him out but that's i don't uh. know that was just a little uh little anecdote about yeah, the- I, and i'm not meaning this to like crap on anybody it's just it's just an observation that i notice whenever somebody passes away they they were everybody's best friend and everybody's favorite and everybody's inspiration in life you know whether from Michael Jackson on down to Jimmy Snuka, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I'm, not I'm, I'm comfortable with this. Is I'm comfortable with most of the Why things, are you Brian. Uncomfortable? I don't understand <laughs> how you're uncomfortable with this. Because someone died. Someone passed away, and it's uh, oh, a. Yeah, never... I'm not criticizing him. Right. Like I'm criticizing. I guess it's a criticism of any time there's a celebrity death, people latch onto the bandwagon. I don't know. We'll move on, Mike. All right. You're like sweating, you're sweating bullets here. You're you're itching. You're you're doing all sorts of things here because you're you're uncomfortable. You're you're like the uh, the the schoolgirl character from uh, from Saturday Night Live. Well, 
Yes, you, your fingers under your armpits and <laughs> smelling them because you're so nervous. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, this is week two on the New Age Insiders Network, Brian. And uh, a little later today, we're going to have our promo about nothing. We're going to have a WPAN listener poll. And we'll talk about the matches scheduled for Royal Rumble this coming Sunday. But first, we do two podcasts a week here, folks. We do this one today on the NAI Network, and on Thursdays, we do a podcast exclusively for BDA Radio. It's a different topic every week, voted on by you, the listeners, at the WPAN on Twitter. That's our Twitter account. Plus, it's the home of our feedback segment called Merv Griffin Time, and we just started an illustrious Hall of Fame, Brian, the Heel Laugh Hall of Fame, your favorite. You can find these BDA bonus episodes plus episodes one. I, I just want to say, not to cut you off, but I so, uh, you know, reached out to Shane Douglas about, uh, you know, the Heel Laugh Hall of Fame. And he uh, he talked about BDA radio and, and I quote said, and they can all kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> and he threw his trophy yes, down. Yes, and he threw the plaque. Oh yeah, he threw God. the plaque on the ground. And uh, So, again, that's two that have uh, rejected the Heel Half Hall of Fame. Now. Oh, well, we're going to try again this Thursday. Uh, you can find those episodes on the uh, Wrestling Podcast About Nothing feed. Plus, you can find episodes 1 through 38 of this podcast if you're interested in hearing more from us. So go to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing podcast feed on your favorite podcast platform or visit BD. BDARadio.com. All right, Brian, last week we talked about the Royal Rumble. Uh, we talked about the Royal Rumble match itself and the participants that have already been announced. Uh, this past week they announced Cesaro, Sheamus, Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, and Luke Harper. Any of those five names just scream at you, Royal Rumble winner? <laughs> no, hey, maybe this is the year that somebody random wins it. I don't know. You like- think? I don't know. I mean, maybe they maybe they make the SmackDown title match kind of random. I, you know, I, uh, for some reason, like Baron Corbin's starting to stick out in my mind a little bit. Of maybe he wins it. I don't know because he's tall, right? Well, they seem to love him. They seem to really love Baron yeah. Corbin. They've already kind of teased a little bit John Cena and, and Baron Corbin. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I, you know, Baron Corbin's certainly not my favorite, but you know, I, I could. I don't know. I could see him winning it. Well, you're hoping for Randy Orton, right? You talked about this last week with your, uh, that your would, doom and gloom. Yeah, that would be amazing if Randy <laughs> – I'm telling you, I want – well, who I really want to, to be a surprise entrant and win it is Triple H again, but, you know. <laughs> so, boy. <laughs> uh, that would just be so wonderful for Triple H to win the Royal Rumble. But I'll, t- I'll settle for Randy Orton. In in reality, though, is your top pick still The Undertaker, or is it uh, yeah, someone think, else? I think it's The Undertaker. I think he's got to be the favorite, right? The Undertaker. I mean, to put him in there. I don't know. Maybe maybe Shawn Michaels wins it. I'm, t- I'm <laughs> telling you. I'm telling you, Mike. I'm starting to feel better and better about this. It was a little tongue-in-cheek at first, but the more he goes out of his way to talk on like ESPN about uh, and TMZ and all these other places denying, like, strongly opposed to ever wrestling again under any circumstances and da 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 like the stronger he starts to push back against it after not commenting on it really for years starting to make me wonder i will say this though the fact that at the last wrestlemania he came out and did that thing in gear did spots it, that was like almost a match right the whole thing that he did at wrestlemania last year with uh austin and i don't know, if it, was almost, I don't know if it was almost a match but it was a performance. It yeah, was, it was good a, to see him in gear, I guess, you know? <laughs> it, it, the, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility, but I, will, I, I think I'll be shocked if, if he were to come out. Uh, I'm sticking with it, Mike. I'm sticking with it. I'm going down with it. I do, I do think our boy Samoa Joe is going to be in there. Yeah, we did, uh, we did mention that last week. We talked about how we 
place bets on the Royal Rumble every year, Brian. How we pick numbers for, entertain- uh, for entertainment purposes only. Entertainment, pr- <laughs> yes, entertainment purposes only. We um, put all thirty numbers in a hat, and you know, usually in a group of a bunch yeah, of. You, we do. We use Skittles. Everybody puts uh, twenty <laughs> Skittles in. You know? Is that what it is? Yeah, Skittles. Skittles this year, huh? <laughs> um, so yeah, we put the numbers in a hat, and usually have a group of guys watching the show, and however many guys divide up how many numbers, and. Each guy gets a number, and the number that wins wins all the Skittles. All the Skittles or M&Ms. We've used M&Ms in the past. Yeah. Have we have Hershey that, Kisses. We? We've used Hershey Kisses. It was a very tasty victory, yeah. <laughs> um, so in that vein, we're going to review these four additional matches in addition to the Rumble. And actually, we talked about on this past Thursday's BDA bonus episode, the best match at a Royal Rumble pay-per-view. That wasn't the Royal Rumble itself. So go back and listen to that. And we have four matches, four title matches actually, announced for the Rumble show. Shockingly, they're all title matches, considering there's what? 13 championships right now. <laughs> yes. But I, I want to kind of, I don't want to do this like everybody else and just review it. So let's do something a little different, Brian. We talked about betting. Let's uh, let's make this a little interesting with these matches here. Right here I have a coin. I have a quarter. Oh, boy. Uh, what's Where is it from? From uh, Kentucky. It's a Kentucky quarter right there. So we're going to talk about these matches. Each of us will go back and forth and flip a coin. And whoever we get is our pick for that match. And maybe we'll put in some Skittles. And the what, winner... What are we already doing the podcast series here? Well, yeah, well, this is different. That, that'll be our actual picks. These will be random picks. Oh, okay. This will be more, uh, you know... Yeah, the, we do in the podcast challenge series with the Checking the Boots podcast. And uh, yeah, those are our educated picks. As, as people in the professional wrestling <laughs> business, Brian, those are our... I mean, I'm doing very well. I don't know about you. Uh, Actually, I know about you. You're doing terribly. But <laughs> my last place. <laughs> something like that. But yeah, this is, this might work out a little better for you, Brian. We got a quarter here. And we're going to have some picks. We're going to make some picks. And we're going to figure out who's taking home all the Skittles. <laughs> all right. So first up, the WWE Cruiserweight title. Let's talk about the Cruiserweights a little bit, Brian. It's going to be Rich Swan, the champion now, going against Neville. We did a episode a number of weeks back called the 411 on 205. Go back and check that out in the archives on BDARadio.com if you want to hear that, uh, where we talked about the first ever episode of 205 Live. The, we've talked about it a couple times since and saying how it's kind of slow going. Uh, what do you think about the Cruiserweights at this point in time? Well, I mean, I think the insertion of Neville and what they're doing with him is really obviously up the ante. You see um, they're starting to get fans invested in these guys now uh jack gallagher is they've invested a lot of time in him and uh and amazing yes i do agree and uh aria davari they they've so they're having secondary feuds Wait, who's, now. His, who's his brother <laughs> aria davari his brother's davari oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um so you, you see they're, they're actually trying to get people invested now in, in in the cruiserweights and from a character standpoint so i think that's tremendous i think that that's great and i think the insertion of neville who doesn't look like he only weighs 205 pounds, especially compared to some of these other fellas. I think it's great. I mean, I think Neville's going to win the Cruiserweight Championship. Oh, wait. Hold on. i got to wait for my pick here, right? i got to wait for the coin flip. Well, you can say you can give your educated pick, and then we'll see if Yeah, I mean, I think Neville's, we'll uh, I think Neville's taking the Cruiserweight Championship here. I mean, and they should put it on a guy like that who's established, so... And let's not uh, look past the fact that I picked Rich Swan as the standout of the Cruiserweights back when we talked about the Cruiserweight uh, Classic, so... You got to give me my uh, 
might just do there. I don't have to do anything. Oh, all right. <laughs> but yeah, you were right. You were right on Rich Swan. I think he's doing great. I think the crowd does care about him. They have an investment in him, or at least they're starting to. So that's what happens when you give them something. You give them something to latch on to. It's, again, we talked about how they've toned down the cruiserweights on Raw a little bit, and that's where the majority of people are going to see the cruiserweights. Uh, and they weren't really giving them character stuff for a while. And and now now they're starting to. Now they're starting to give them personalities. But Rich Swan is the one who stuck out from the very beginning of, of being different, having a personality, dancing, his music. He's the one that stood out right from the start. So kudos to him for doing that. So do you think, I mean, you're saying that Neville goes over, takes the Cruiserweight Championship. I mean, I'm trying to look here. There have been a number of Cruiserweight Champions. I mean, this belt came into play in August, I believe. And we've already had, let me see here. Three champions so far, right? Um, yep. TJ Perkins, Brian Kendrick, Rich Swan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it, it, I mean, Perkins won it. Actually, he won it in September. So then October, Brian Kendrick won it. And then November, Rich Swan won it. It's like everyone's had a, like a month being champion do you think it's too soon for them to move the title over to neville or do you think it's a good uh no i think it's a good move i think i think what you're seeing them trying to find their footing is 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 what's happening obviously they're they didn't have a good handle on this and i think they're trying to find their footing and i think the way they've invested in neville i think he's a good antagonist i think somebody chasing him whether it's rich swan or tj perkins or jack gallagher or somebody chasing neville um i think would be a great a great move for the division right now. I'm going to say Rich Swan keeps it. It kind of goes against my own beliefs. <laughs> it kind of <laughs> goes against everything. I, I think, yeah, I think maybe the, the heel having the belt and uh, the baby faces chasing would be a better scenario. But I'm going to say that they're going to keep it on Rich Swan a little. Maybe they won't do an actual finish in this match. But we'll see. Okay, I have the coin, Brian. I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip first. And the champion is always going to be heads. All right. And the challenger will be Tails. So let's see who I pick. All right. All right, I'm taking Neville. You son of a Neville, bitch. <laughs> Neville is mine. It came up Tails. So, so we get the opposite of what, what, yes. what we both really feel? Okay. So, okay, so you're picking Swan. I'm taking Neville. Okay, on to the WWE Raw Women's title. Charlotte Flair, the champion, against Bailey. How about how about the emphasis lately on Charlotte Flair? Yeah, this came into play like <laughs> the end of last year, and yeah, now it's yeah. in full effect. Yeah, now it's always Charlotte. I mean, they, it was you know obviously implied and known, and they didn't hide it. They they flaunted it. Just she was never Charlotte Flair. She was just Charlotte. Um, a lot of the girls, I guess, are, are one name. Uh, you know. There's a lot of girls with just one name, right? Um, but they really seem to be putting the emphasis on the on the flair, like the Charlotte Flair. And I think it's I, I find stuff like that fascinating, like why they initially weren't doing it and now are emphasizing it. Like I, I just it's fascinating to me, like what the switch was, why I, th- those are the type of inner working things I like to hear about. Yeah, like AJ became AJ Lee at one point, and Tamina became Tamina Snuka, but maybe, maybe not. Yeah, they kind of went back just, and forth. Somebody like Charlotte too, who's who's been on top for a while, and she was on top when they were just using Charlotte, and then just kind of midstream, they've now you know made the switch. I think it's fascinating. I would love to know. 
I'd love to know the inner workings of that. I don't know if fascinating is the term. I, to, to, me yes. it's fa- to me, it's fascinating. I love that aspect of the business, the marketing aspect. The like, the, obviously, that's a bit. It's a biz- It's a business decision. It's that's not a storyline decision. That's like a, that's like a business decision. So you right. wonder like what the you know what the point of it is or what the thought behind it was. I I, I think it's fascinating. You might not. I I think it is. Okay, so let's talk. Oh, you poo-poo everything I do. You're such a no. Dink. Just trying to move on. Should that's gonna be that's, that's gonna be that's gonna be my the, my goal. Every episode is to call you a dink like three or four times. I think you mission accomplished so far. <laughs> uh, okay, so Charlotte against ba- Charlotte Flair, excuse me, against Bailey. What do you think about how this has gone so far? The um the feud between the two of them. Uh, I, I don't know. It's like the, the segment um on raw this past week with the poem reading and stuff was so oh boy it was just like i know what they were going for and it just was like the execution on it was just not good it was late in the show it was late it was was, long it it dragged i i feel like maybe um the performers missed the missed the points they were trying to get across or didn't emphasize Stuff I, I don't I, again I don't I don't know if because Charlotte's usually very good on the microphone like I think she's exceptional on the microphone uh, man or woman I think she's one of the better one of the more believable characters they have but just that that segment was just so did not come off the way they intended I don't think <laughs> I don't yeah, think I mean, uh, I mean I, again I get what they were going for you have this girl with silly you know this girl with silly dreams and Charlotte talking about how she was born you know the, the I think the point of it was. Charlotte's born and bred for this. She was born into it. It's it's her destiny. It's her legacy. And Bailey is is a stupid little girl pursuing her stupid little dream, type of thing. And and which is a nice story. That's a that's a really good angle to to work with there. And because it's it's real too. I think anytime you can you know take a piece of reality and and kind of turn it up. I think that's that's wonderful. I love stuff based in reality. But the execution on that segment was just not good. Yeah, Bailey did the one poem, and then I don't know if she wasn't. Sometimes when you're out there, I know, especially being somewhat newer on the main roster, I mean, to me, you have to make a call on the fly and say, I'm not going to do the second poem because the first poem pretty much bombed and people started booing. So it's like... I mean, these people, I mean, like you talked about like walking on eggshells and stuff like that. I mean, people write something for you. A a team of writers write something for you. You want to execute it. But at the same point, you have to kind of feel it out there that. Yeah. But is it an environment where you can do that? Especially somebody who's up from the, up on the main roster for less than six months now. Right. You but, know, it's not, it's not the, I don't think it's the environment anymore where you can do that. I, I don't know. I mean. I guess the overlying point is these wrestlers have to be given the the power to be able to if not say their own stuff if not create their own promos to be able to judiciously edit and make it sound <laughs> well, like that them. that were the case charlotte flair should have cut herself off like three minutes into the thing because it was <laughs> i don't know it was painful i was i was like uncomfortable watching that segment it was so long and dragged out and just missing the mark right from right from the beginning of it i thought it was just Again, I, un- I understood as a wrestling fan and somebody in wrestling, I understood what they were going for. Right. I understand what the intent was, but it was just, I don't, I don't know. not, And I don't know if it's overwriting or if it was the performers involved just having an off night. I don't know what took it off kilter, but good grief. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, if, if Charlotte had just shared those poems 
and then Bailey comes out and beats her around a little bit and Charlotte takes off and that's it. That would have been better than Bailey doing these poems. Right. And I, I don't I don't think Bailey's stellar on the mic either. I I, I I don't think she like I mean right from the start, even before she she made her poems up there, I you know, I don't know. It was awkward it was awkward and I and I find her to be in backstage vignettes I think she's I think she's terrific. But just kind of cutting promo sometimes, I think she's hit or miss. I think that's supposed to be part of her charm is that she's almost a, a fan that got into the business and she's not polished. I think that's part well, of which it. Which is fine, but also too, I mean, this is I don't I don't want to teach promo class or again I'm not trying to like say I know better than people who are making are making real money and on the, the biggest stage in the world doing this. Everybody sit under the kingpin's learning tree. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying at all. Um <laughs> uh, but everybody should be able to relate to and just be themselves. Like there's got to be um I'll leave the performer nameless, but when I was booking Chaotic, um, I would have these arguments with this certain performer over. I would I would book them in a serious scenario where I'd want them to get upset, and they would just argue with me that you're changing my character and you're not letting me be me, and which was kind of, you know, I don't want to say a comedy character, but you know, more lighthearted. But I said, well, even the most lighthearted of people can get pissed off. You get pushed to a certain point. Yeah, yeah. And I and I could never break through to that person. And even Bailey with her hugging thing, there should be a point where you should be able to just channel like the, everybody gets pissed off. Like everybody gets pushed to a point where they just get even the guy like yourself, Mike, who who just who just holds it all down and goes and shoots up a uh, you know what? <laughs> you know the postman who goes and holds it all down, and that's good. That's you. You're, you're looking just, in a mirror. You're, you're just talking about. No, 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 no. You, you just, you just, you just take it, take it, take it. You're gonna explode one day. Probably murder me. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, everybody gets pushed to a point, and, and everybody should be able to identify with and channel uh, something where somebody has pushed you, and you get pissed off. And even Bailey should. There should be a point where. She can be serious and fired up and just angry. You know, everybody, every human being has that in them. Um, and I th- I think it would have been a good moment to really see that there. And I, I don't think we did. But again, just to pull it from kind of personal experience, working with a, a performer who was, again, it was like, it was like, I just couldn't ever get through to this person about, you know, it, you're not losing your character if you go out and you cut this angry promo because you've been pushed to the edge. All right. So Brian, Charlotte Flair... Bailey, who is your common sense? You're educated as a professional wrestler. Who's your pick? Charlotte. I mean, I don't think they're going to end her pay-per-view streak now. It'd be a weird spot to do it. And Bailey is not at the point yet, I think, of being... Like, she shouldn't be the one to end this streak at this point, uh, this pay-per-view streak. This pay-per-view streak should probably be ended at, like, a WrestleMania or something. They've built it up pretty good now. Um, no reason to, to mess with that at this point. All right. So take the coin, Brian. And let's see your uneducated <laughs> pick. Yeah, I feel I feel like I'm going to be stuck with uh, <laughs> with the opposite again. So. Yes, Bailey. <laughs> right. All right. Well, I'm going to be over two here. <laughs> I feel like this coin is uh, is loaded here. It landed on tails, and yes, Brian is picking Bailey. I'm taking Charlotte Flair. Well, and... Two zero, Mike. Two zero. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, Brian. You never know. Anything can happen. In the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> yes, but not in WWE. <laughs> All right. For uh for the world I don't know if it's the world no, it's not the world title, it's the WWE Championship. AJ Styles, the champion, 
versus... Yeah, they keep going back and forth on that, I think. WWE Championship or WWE World Championship. I think there's... Yeah, I think I think I've heard more lately just WWE Championship. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think they've gone. They've settled I mean, on they've that. They've gone back to that. All right, so AJ Styles versus John Cena. Now, how do you think this has gone so far? This, uh, I mean, they've of course had the rivalry uh, a while back before John went away for a little while, and that was uh, brought upon some uh, amazing matches. One of the matches, um, SummerSlam, was. One of the best matches of the year, I would think. Now, what do you see from this match and how it's uh, been built up so far? I, I love the I love the Cena stuff. You, you're letting them be a heel without being a heel. Um, they should embrace the. I, I love the, the I'm John Cena deal with it type of type of stuff. I mm-hmm. like I, I love it. I, I think it's great. I like John Cena with the edge because the John Cena character when he became insanely popular had an edge to him. Uh, so I think I think the stuff with the, like he did with The Rock, John Cena had an edge to him, and now I think he has a bit of an edge to him here, and I like it. I really like it. I think it's they're letting him go out there, and and I loved it. I I loved when he talked. Uh, uh, why why do I come in and get this title shot? Because I'm John Cena. Like I, lo- <laughs> I love it. It's amazing. Like I, I it's again things rooted in reality. Like that just. I, I wish we would see more of it uh, in WWE programming, just stuff rooted in reality, and because it always makes for uh, a better story. So, and I have no doubt the match is going to be is going to be great. And the AJ Styles title reign so far, uh, would you say success? I think so. I mean, hey, they're they're winning in the ratings, right? I mean, well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> they won that one week, but uh, but I mean, but they've made SmackDown's a uh, uh, you know uh, something that's rating wise is at least right there with raw and it wasn't beforehand and right i think the draft definitely has set them up for uh yeah, success in that AJ way aj styles has been a great a great story i think i think too he was when he first came in some of the promos he was he was cutting were he was uncomfortable and now seems to be very comfortable and is becoming one of their better their better performers on the mic and just i i think his character has evolved to a great point and I don't know. Can't say enough things. Again, the the year AJ Styles has had in WWE to go from never having been there to being legitimately one of their top, probably what three or four guys, in spite of his placement on the <laughs> on the Royal Rumble poster that everybody was all <laughs> yes. ja- jazzed up about. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's great. So, who would be your pick, AJ Styles or John Cena? I think AJ Styles is going to keep. You think he's it. keeping it? Yeah, I think he's going to keep the championship here. Now, where do you see this? Go- do you, so you would see this, would you see this continuing on to at least, well, they're doing the, well, they're doing the Elimination chamber. chamber, which is actually where I think AJ Styles will lose the championship. I think he's going to lose it in the Elimination Chamber. I don't think he's going to lose it in a one-on-one encounter with John Cena here, though. Hmm. Very interesting. Now, where do you see, I mean, we talked about how John Cena versus The Undertaker, if you believe those uh, famous dirt sheets, uh, that was on the books, but was taken off the books, and it's kind of unknown. So say your dirt sheets. Yes. It was kind of <laughs> unknown where John Cena and where The Undertaker are going for WrestleMania. If you had to take a shot in the dark, would you say it would be AJ and John Cena again at WrestleMania, or would you say it would be something else altogether for Cena? Uh, I, I, I still am inclined to believe that they're going to do John Cena and The Undertaker. I don't know. Like it's, It feels like now or never, and to never have... To never do that match, I I feels like a mistake to me. I, I don't know. I, I I mean I guess I really I, I mean I really don't know. But my my best educated guess would be I I think we still get John Cena and the Undertaker. I think. 
All right. Well, I'm kind of inclined to say that Styles keeps it at uh, Royal Rumble as well. But let's see what the Kentucky Quarter says, Brian. Here we go. And tails again? <laughs> yes, it's tails again. It is. There's something wrong with this coin here. <laughs> you, <laughs> uh, I'm t- I guess I'm taking John Cena in this. All one. right, so I get my pick. What I, what I really think is going to happen this time? Yes. All right. For the first time, you get uh, you get your pick. All right, Brian. The universal. Actually, what I really hope happens is I really want John Cena to win. That. So we talked about uh, I me wanting Randy Orton or somebody like that to win the Rumble. You just want to see the yeah, world here's, burn. Here's part two of, of my ultimate scenario: John Cena winning. The WWE Championship over okay. AJ Styles. And, and we'll get into we'll the get into WWE Universal <laughs> Championship as Kevin Owens, the champion, defends against Roman Reigns. Okay, Brian. Kevin Owens, how do you feel he's been doing as the Universal Champion? The longest reigning Universal Champion <laughs> in WWE history. Yeah, I think he's been I think he's been doing great. I think he's been definitely a worthy worthy champion i think the him and jericho stuff has been great but i think the the direction that they take that and the comedic direction that they take that is probably a telltale sign where they're going with this i, I don't think kevin owens is going to be the champion going into wrestlemania season um, and we can elaborate more when we get into our picks a little bit here but uh, i think the comedic aspect that they've given him and jericho and that storyline kind of tell wwe typically doesn't do comedic aspects in their in their top angles so I think except that, when Chris Jericho was walking Stephanie McMahon's dog, I don't mean. Do I don't remember I don't that. Even recall this. It was WrestleMania <laughs> Triple H versus versus uh, Chris Jericho, and um, Stephanie was with Jericho and basically just doing her bidding. You remember that? I I have no I have no uh, help me out, out there. Of this. Help me out out there, folks. None. <laughs> at the, at the on Twitter. Maybe I blocked it out. Yes, maybe you did. But yeah, they they've there's been comedic elements to uh much like the fans in toronto i was focused on the rock versus (laughs) the rock versus hogan yes um all right so roman reigns brian um this whole roman reigns hate i don't know that it's died down any um Uh, whatever (laughs) it's not not, you know you're not going to change people's minds whatever it's there's a bunch of people who think they know and they don't and they don't understand that Roman Reigns is really good, legitimate top guy. I forget who I saw recently who talked about it. Um, I, I forget who. Somebody of somebody whose opinion actually matters. Oh, okay. <laughs> or they said must have been me. Roman Reigns is the is the right guy at the wrong time, kind of kind of thing. And, okay. Uh, but I, and I, but again, I think I think them not turning him heel, I think, is a great move because if you just turn him heel, does be, he's not polarizing anymore, and and maybe he doesn't get as strong a reactions as he's currently getting. He's still getting. Some of the strongest reactions on the show. Why would you, why would you change a thing about him? And again, much like the John Cena stuff, I like the edge that Roman is starting to have a little bit with the hey, you know, deal with it. I'm I'm the guy. <laughs> like I think the kind of the psychology with the fans is if you turn him heel, the fans will like start to cheer him more because he's a heel, and then he'll he can go back to being babyface again. That's kind of like the way a lot of these things end up working. Is that you turn them heel like like the new day, and they get over and get cheered again. So it's kind of like that weird thing. You have to turn them heel <laughs> to get the fans to like them again, and then they become gradually babyface. <laughs> so it's a whole thing. If they had done, if they had turned them heel like a ways back, he'd be babyface number one right now. I think. Yeah, probably, I guess, or or. Maybe if they just had put friggin' Daniel Bryan in that Royal Rumble and diverted 
Like yes. that was horrible. They, they hung Roman Reigns out to dry. I mean, they hung Rey Mysterio out to dry yes. in that Royal Rumble too. But just you know, they should have put Daniel Bryan in it and had somebody screw him over so to divert his attention. And maybe that doesn't all start to. It still would have. <laughs> I don't know because I mean, when Roman Reigns won the championship on Raw, the crowd reacted favorably for him. He for when the time he won the championship on Raw, where Vince came out and. Yeah, the, the the crowd reacted favorably to him, and then the whole it, thing then with Vince—that was the only time that he was getting cheered. I mean, the guy's a hell of a performer. He's one of the best performers in the business Vince? today. Well, yes, Vince <laughs> is yes, but um, but Roman Reigns is. He's like, I I don't know. I don't understand. How, I mean, I, I don't know. You can't criticize this guy from like a performance standpoint. I, I mean, some of the promos he's cut over the over the months here have been hokey, but I think they've even gone away from that. Right. Um, okay, so your pick is Roman Reigns. Yeah, I think Roman Reigns is winning the championship here. Which is both the scenario I want to see and the scenario I again that would be the tri- so now we've got the triumvirate of what I <laughs> what I hope I want again somebody like Randy Orton to win the Rumble I want <laughs> I want John Cena I want John Cena and Roman Reigns to be the two champions coming out of the Royal Rumble with you know one of the establishment kind of established stars uh, coming out of. Uh, which I guess the Undertaker yeah, is. I was going to say, the Undertaker <laughs> but people, that people love the Undertaker, and they want to see the Undertaker win, I think. Uh, again, for all the stuff you see about, like, give it to a younger guy, da 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 da, da. I was like, I don't know. Are, are they selling T-shirts? Are they warrant? Like, is giving it to Baron Corbin warranted? Is he generating all this heat and all this money? And, I mean, under... I don't know. I understand, like, a lot of this is just the vocal minority, you know, uh, I mean, the people booing, uh, yeah, they're booing Roman Reigns all, but Roman Reigns is still right up there selling some of the most T-shirts, you know, on the show. Clearly, somebody likes this guy. Somebody's buying his merchandise. It, it's gen- wrestling is about generating money. That's how stars are built. It's generating money. If St- Stone Cold Steve Austin did the Austin 316 thing, and people weren't showing up at the arenas with the signs, and then they bring out that T-shirt, and people weren't buying that T-shirt, Stone Cold Steve Austin wouldn't be the biggest star, and you know, or one of the biggest stars in the history of the business. If when they did Hulkamania, if nobody was clamoring for those T-shirts and they weren't selling tickets and selling out arenas, then there is no Hulkamania. It's generating money. It's drawing money making money this is a business this isn't about making the internet feel good about themselves (laughs) like the people on the internet feeling good about themselves this is about making money if wwe thinks they can make the most money with daniel bryan kevin owens aj styles whoever finn balor if they think they can make the most money with that person that's who they're gonna they're gonna go with if they don't they are not going to go with them no matter how much you scream, cry, fight, whine. You're still watching. You still have the network. You're still watching the pay-per-views. And somebody, for all the people who hate Roman Reigns and criticize him, somebody's buying his T-shirt, Michael. Playboy. Whole, the Playboy. Yeah, there's, there's a whole <laughs> bunch of somebody's buying his T-shirt and buying his merchandise and buying his action figure. You're just, okay. <laughs> opinions can't be wrong, but your your perception of a situation can be. Oh boy! And people's perceptions of the Roman Reigns situation is wrong. He's still one of the top merchandise movers. So that tells WWE somebody likes this guy. Okay, Brian, take the coin. Take the coin. Take the coin. Do me a personal favor. <laughs> Here we go. Boy, I wonder if it's gonna land on tails again. 
<laughs> Son of a bitch. Of course it lands on heads. <laughs> Kevin this, Owens, this your game pick. sucks. It's rigged. Easy. <laughs> throw on the, on the floor. <laughs> Kevin Owens. You're, so you're taking Kevin Owens. Take All right. it easy, Mike. It's just a quarter. You don't have to dive on the floor for it. <laughs> so Kevin Owens is your pick, your uneducated pick for the um, the WPAN Royal Rumble Championships. I don't know what we'll, we'll call it. but uh, <laughs> yeah, So someone's uh, taking home some Skittles. We'll have to see. <laughs> yes. Somebody can take home this wretched Patriots donut. Oh, that's... I'll probably eat it. Uh, so what do you guys think of the Royal Rumble? Who are your picks? I mean, let us know what you think about our discussion on the Royal Rumble matches, the Royal Rumble match. Tweet us at the WPAN on Twitter, facebook.com slash the WPAN, and uh, let us know your thoughts on the upcoming Royal Rumble. And speaking of your thoughts, your feedback, we want your feedback. Every Thursday on our BDA bonus podcast, we do something called Merv Griffin Time. It's a talkback segment where we interact with you, the listener. So tweet us with your take on this week's episode if you agree or disagree with our thoughts, and tweet us especially if you have questions you'd like me or the Kingpin to address. Use the hashtag WPAN so we can find it easily, and we'll mention you and your tweets this Thursday on the BDA bonus episode of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. But a way you can interact with us right now on the NAI Network every week is through our voicemail line. And Brian, we got a couple of voicemails. Well, oh, we got, boy. Well, we got a couple of voicemails here. Oh, boy. We got a couple of voicemails. <laughs> that was awful. That's horrible. Do you a Muppet? <laughs> <laughs> right. Brian, here is our first of a cup of voicemails. Right? Don't ever do that again. What's up, Crockett and Malonis? This is Brian Fury just calling in. I just listened to your podcast about the best Royal Rumble bouts. And much like Mr. Malonis, the first match that came to mind was Kurt Angle versus he who shall not be named Chris Benoit. Um, but second on my list, no surprise, fascinating mentioning John Cena versus Umaga, last man standing match. That match was so good. I remember watching it with you guys, you guys not really expecting it to be that good, and the match being absolutely fantastic. Great finish, some great spots throughout. That match stands out for me as one of the best Rumble bouts. Keep doing your thing, guys, and congratulations on the big podcast being on the New Age Insiders Network now. And uh, that's all. See ya. All right. Brian Fury, a former uh, two-time guest or past guest on the wrestling podcast about nothing. Now a former professional wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> now, now retired. I don't, I don't know how you probably feel about hearing that. But uh Brian Fury uh, checking in with his thought on what we did last Thursday, which is the best rumble bout or the best bout at a rumble pay-per-view. He says John Cena versus Umaga, last man standing, which he says he watched it with us. And I don't really recall. And to be honest, I don't, I don't recall. I, I recall that match. I don't recall watching it with Brian, but that match was outstanding. Yeah, I really don't recall the match. I to do. be honest. Yeah, this, uh, I, I want to say this is the one where John Cena, like the rope broke and John Cena choked out Umaga. Did it break or did he did he or undo he undid it? Did it or something? The top rope was off and he like strangled him with it and yeah, it was an outstanding. Match. I do remember that now that you mentioned. I think he he undid it himself. Um, okay, so yeah, thank you very much, Brian Fury, for your voicemail. And we have another voicemail here, Brian. Boy, 
Yes, hello. This is Falsy Sanyan, FYS Hager, 56, Twitter, calling. Talk about Baller Malonis versus the Lip of the North battle coming up. My boy, Mike Mills, is going to kick some northern butt, and it's going to be a no contest. It's a heel laugh there. Yeah, there's some uh, difficulties, some technical difficulties with that. Uh, Apparently, uh, phone connections down south aren't quite what they are up oh. here. <laughs> I don't know if you I, – I couldn't even really get the guy's name, but he was calling uh, in in support of our friend, the mauler Mike Mills, Triple M, um, <laughs> for the upcoming battle of North versus South. If, you, if you're new to the wrestling podcast about nothing, we've had this uh, fella from the Book in the Territory Pro Wrestling podcast on here a number of times. He's from New Orleans, Louisiana. He watched uh, Mid-South Wrestling growing up in the South and loves the days of the territories. And, you know, we're up here from the North. We're in New England, and WWF slash WWE is our thing. We're part of the Titan Empire. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I think I can probably announce this now, scheduled currently for February 20th. It's about a month away. We're going to have the Uncivil War, (laughs) the Battle of North. Brian Malonis versus South Mike Mills right here on the wrestling podcast about nothing. We're going to have a big debate and talk (laughs) about the virtues of wrestling in the Northeast versus wrestling in the South. And how do you feel going into this matchup coming up in just about a month, Brian? Well, uh, let's go for a little history lesson here, Mike. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the Civil War, the North won. The Monday Night Wars, the North won. (laughs) Okay. Spoiler alert, in the Uncivil War, the North is going to win again. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right, Bill. In the meantime, <laughs> uh, before we get to that up here on the Wrestling Podcast, but nothing, listen to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Mike Mills does a great podcast. It's you know, The language is a little blue. And they're a little uh, negative on the, the current scene being as... On the E. Yes. Being as it's, you know, the North won. Um, and... They uh, like to look back on the days of the territories, and we... Uh, they have glory days uh, <laughs> playing in the background at all times. <laughs> <laughs> Little Bruce Springsteen. But uh, yes, yeah, so thank you very much for your call, sir. Uh, I hope you'll call us back again. Hopefully, we'll have a better connection. Uh, there's no chicanery on our part. That is how we received the call. But we want to hear from you guys. We want to hear from more people on the Wrestling Podcast and whatnot. And get your voicemails in. We will play them on this podcast. Call 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. Or if you want to make it even easier, go to Facebook.com slash the WPAN on your phone. And after you click like there, click that big blue call now button. You'll be connected directly to our voicemail line. You'll leave a message. We'll play it right here on the WPAN on the NAI network. All right, Brian, we did a WPAN listener poll. And the big news this past week was, of course, Kurt Angle being the headline inductee into this year's WWE Hall of Fame. And my question was, with Kurt Angle headlining the 2017 Hall of Fame class, what do you see as his role post-induction? And the four options were in-ring competitor, on-air non-wrestling role, off-air role, like an ambassador or a coach in NXT, or no role whatsoever. 
And Brian, the winner was in-ring competitor, 33% of the vote. And it went right down the line. 25% of the vote was on-air non-wrestling role. 24% was off-air role. And 18% was no role. So it went right down the line. But the top pick was they see him as an in-ring competitor after the Hall of Fame. Agree or disagree? I completely disagree. Me too. Completely disagree. I WWE wouldn't uh, clear Daniel Bryan to compete. I, I can't imagine they're going to clear Kurt Angle, who has a longer history of concussions and other and neck injuries and not to mention substance abuse problems. And I don't even think you see Kurt Angle in a one-off type of situation. I don't think he'll be in the Royal Rumble. I, I don't think he'll have a WrestleMania match. I don't think Kurt Angle will ever have a match in a WWE ring again. Well, let, let me just say this, that... There have only been two people that were inducted while still actively wrestling, and that was Ric Flair, who had a match the next day at WrestleMania, and that was it, and then Sting, who announced his retirement at the Hall of Fame ceremony. So there's really no precedence. If you were, they were going to bring in Kurt Angle for no, a different role... No precedence, baby. <laughs> it's without precedent! So if they were going to bring back Kurt Angle, they wouldn't have brought it back... As a Hall of Fame inductee, they would have brought it back as something else. I mean, there's plenty of great matches. There's great, some great dream matches out there. It'd be great to see him. But at the same point, to risk his health is not something that I'd want him to do and not something that probably the WWE would want he's, him to do. I mean, he's wrestling on the indies. He's wrestling you know, in, in overseas. Right. And, and that, that's why, I actually, I actually, my vote would be no role. I don't, I don't that's see your him, pick? Yeah, I don't see him having any role in WWE right now. Maybe sometime down the line, but I, I don't see him having any role other than maybe he shows up occasionally and, you know, they have guys who just show up occasionally to wave to the crowd or, you know, do a backstage segment or, you know, you know how that goes, you know. I kind of teetering on whether he'll have a uh, on air role or no role whatsoever. I guess I think, I think just... the on air role you kind of get would get. I think it might give the wrong impression. People are going to think he's going to wrestle, and and is that a tough? Is that a, especially this? Especially where Kurt Angle is actively wrestling outside of WWE. Maybe if he were to actually retire, maybe that could possibly happen if he were to actually say he's retired and not wrestling anymore but where he still actively obviously wants to wrestle uh, you know um I, I don't see them giving him a role because it might set an unreasonable expectation for the fans and create some disappointment uh, makes sense to me it makes sense to me let's listen to what a couple of the listeners had to say about uh kurt angle's role going forward at underscore cm walsh said a lot of people are voting with their hearts instead of their heads here and I kind of agree with that. I agree, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you, uh, CM Walsh. Uh, Glenn Abbott at GA WrestleNut says, I think there will be a place reserved for him in the Rumble if the WWE doctors clear him, but with their history, probably not. And I don't even know if it would get as far as to say, maybe we can put him in the Rumble if the doctors clear him. I don't think maybe they're even considering giving that a shot. But uh, Cody Collier at Cody Collier 37 says, I think you will have some on-air segments from time to time and be an off-air ambassador. No matches though. All right. And Max Silver at Max underscore Silver 11 says, I hope he comes back to face Lesnar or Goldberg at SummerSlam. Uh, man, I, th- I, Max, love you. Thank you very much for listening, but I don't think that's going to be on the books. No, absolutely not. And, <laughs> especially, especially Brock Lesnar. <laughs> and uh, David Smith, uh, I don't think any relation to uh, the British Bulldog, 
He says, create a stable with Kurt Angle, AJ, Samoa Joe, and Bobby Roode. He says it'd be called Total Nonstop Faction. And moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, David Smith, for your uh, for your thoughts on this. Uh, yeah, so Kurt Angle going to the Hall of Fame. It should be very interesting time of year as we head into WrestleMania season. All right, Brian. Hey, speaking of which, Mike, it's funny that he mentioned that, uh, and I know it's kind of an aside, but did you see that it appears that uh, Impact Wrestling is moving away from the TNA initials, apparently? Yes, I did see that. How yeah. about that? Look at that. Something kind of alluded to by, by one Michael Crockett. Yeah. Well, How you about know. that? Well, you know. Giving you props. I know a thing or two about a thing or two. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that's about it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. It's time for this week's promo about nothing. But before we get into that, let's talk about our sponsor. People ask me, what do you mean? BDARadio.com. What does the BDA stand for? Braun dominating all? Yes, Braun Strowman is a favorite in this upcoming Sunday's Royal Rumble. The odds on favorite? I don't know about that. And I only hope that after he swipes that number one contendership at the Alamo Dome, that he swipes right and gets to dominate one or more of San Antonio's finest females in celebration. Oh, I'm not comfortable <laughs> with that verbiage. What's wrong with you? Well, you saw that a couple weeks back that uh, <laughs> someone found him on Tinder. You didn't see that? No. Oh. <laughs> well, the Braun Strowman is on Tinder, folks. I'm not on the dirt sheets, Mike. <laughs> but yes, uh, so Braun, hopefully, maybe he wins the Rumble and then gets to uh, celebrate with some of San Antonio's finest. What do you think about that? You know what I mean, Brian? I don't want to think about that. <laughs> uh, do you know what I mean, Brian? Yes. Do you know what BDA Radio means? Yes. It means the most unique commentary on mixed martial arts and pro wrestling on the internet. They don't break news. They break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head over to BDARadio.com and check out all the latest news on UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. Get your brawn on at BDARadio.com. Right? The most inappropriate BDA Radio live spot of all time. Okay. <laughs> All right, Brian, as I said, promo about nothing time. And it was 1989. The American Wrestling Association, the AWA. And Brian, we're revisiting a little something from the past. From episode five, which is actually our first regularly scheduled episode of the wrestling podcast about nothing. We met a gentleman for the first time named Scott flapjack norton so the best there is this alternate promo that aired on another venue for the awa and let's take a listen right now it's this week's promo about nothing thank you lee and fans our main event here on championship wrestling still coming your way today on espn don't go anywhere but right now the lumberjacks making their way into the interview area yukon john norton now, UConn, I heard last week that your partner's got a new nickname. Why don't you share it with us? Big Flapjack Norton here. You know, one day, one morning, we were up in the UConn, and me and old man Rivers went out cutting logs, and we got back late from breakfast. We kicked open the cook jack door, and there was sitting Big Flapjack next to an empty bucket of pancake batter. Turns out he ate 231 pancakes. Who? 130? Nobody could eat 231 pancakes. I got something. He didn't stop there. The final count was 298 pancakes. Oh. 
And that's how he got this 25 Ooh. megaton arm. Two hundred and ninety-eight pancakes. Well, no wonder they call you Flapjack, but tell me, Flapjack, how you like that new nickname? <laughs> I just, I just love them flapjacks, you know. Oh, I guess so. I guess so. But uh, the nickname comes from up in the Yukon in the lumberjack camp, and that's fine and dandy. Okay, so it kind of <laughs> cuts off there, but I think there's some gems in there before we lose the feed, if you will. Uh, that, the amount, the length of the pause there. How do you like that nickname? Scott Norton does not like that nickname looked like at he, all. Looked like he smelled a fart there for a second. Literally, like, three or four seconds. How do you like that nickname? Why are they selling this so hard? <laughs> Did they think like? And, and, and but the, the other voice of the announcer is a, is a very young Eric Bischoff. It certainly is, <laughs> and he's very he's flabbergasted at the amount of pancakes <laughs> that this man can consume. And nobody ex- nobody can eat that many pancakes. <laughs> and if you go back to episode five of the Wrestling Podcast about nothing and listen to the first, uh, I guess, version, they did this, I guess, a number of times for, uh, you know, they have a syndicated show and they have the show that is on ESPN. And you go back, I mean, this is kind of like almost a behind the scenes because before they just said he ate the 298, Brian. He had 298 pancakes. And you were very... Uh, you were very uh, concerned. Why, why didn't they just say 300? You were very, uh, it's like your OCD was like, <laughs> they said 298. Why couldn't he have eaten two more? Come on. <laughs> but in this, in this promo, first he had 231. And he had the empty bucket. Where'd the other 60-something pancakes come from? <laughs> what? No, he said he had a bucket of pancake batter. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? He's just eating the batter? I don't understand. Did he say Old Man River, by the way? Is yes. That- <laughs> yeah, he was out chopping wood with Old Man River, Yukon John Nord. Uh, who uh, Yukon John oh. Nord, if you don't know, became the berserker in WWF in the mid-90s or what early is, 90s. What is the thinking of the booking with this? And why <laughs> was this a good idea? And like, I don't think the AWA was like known for merchandising. So I don't think they were bringing out like, you know, foam pancakes for like Flapjack <laughs> or something. That like. would have been great. <laughs> like, <laughs> or put, or put his name on a uh, box of pancake mix. Why? Why? I mean, you got the the the... the out lumberjack outfit they're wearing why the need to push the pancake story i don't understand <laughs> like if pancakes like in, in the 1980s was a were pancakes like a uh, an overly masculine food <laughs> to eat like like really manly men ate pancakes in large quantities is that i mean that's what i'm hoping that's, i've been eating pancakes every weekend <laughs> you look like you've been eating pancakes hey, every weekend come on. what are you talking about yes uh this was I don't know. Would you think this promo ranks above the other one, or I think this one's better because because of, of Eric Bischoff's reaction and then <laughs> the awkward, uncomfortable. What do you think of that nickname? And he's just. I gotta find out. Is there a payoff to this? Does he get pissed off about the nickname and then turn on John Nord? Like, is it done intentionally, or is he like I just don't... have legitimate disdain for? Yeah, I don't, I don't think. I don't think this is. Uh, he was given this like in storyline. I don't think he was given this, and he's mad about it. I think he's supposed to be enjoying this. The face that he was making is the uh, is the face that I make during your pre-show uh, exiting of gas ritual <laughs> that you now have. I think you're gonna say during my BDA uh, radio reads, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, you have to go back and watch this. You've heard it. If you want the full picture, find the link to the video in the description of this episode on the NAI Network. So go back to the description, hit the link, you can watch this video. Of course, go back to episode five on the BDA Radio feed, and you can find the original 
promo with Flapjack. All right, Brian, you're hitting the highways and byways, crisscrossing this great nation of ours, plying your trade as a professional wrestler, and you got dates? I got dates this weekend, Mike. I got a big... It's huge, Oh, Mike. God. Huge weekend. No, it's not. <laughs> it is, though. It is. Yeah. This this Friday night, I'm going up to Westbrook, Maine for Limitless Wrestling. Good I friends actually, of ours. Yes, I actually just wrote an article, too, for uh, the Limitless website. Please go uh, check out that website, that article that I wrote for Limitless Wrestling. But this Friday night, an event headlined by the American Nightmare, Cody taking on uh, pro wrestling self-proclaimed savior JT Dunn (laughs) I'll be in a in a in a huge four-way match literally Mike it's, oh, I see. Yes, it's uh, Big Daddy Beluga, also known as Brick Mastone. Better, betterly known as? <laughs> yes, <laughs> versus Max Smashmaster, versus former uh, guest of the, of the podcast. Oh, he, Max Smashmaster, also a, uh, a, a guest. former guest of the podcast, but another former guest of the podcast, Warbeard Hansen, versus myself in a four-way hoss fight, if you will. Be sure to support uh, Limitless Wrestling. They always support us. They always retweet our shows. Yeah, last so. I saw, they have under 40 tickets left for this event. So if yeah, you better go buy your tickets now. Find uh, find Limitless Wrestling on Facebook and uh, Twitter, and again, go to their website to buy tickets. Because uh, again, I, I and I, I don't, I, you know, when it depends on when you're listening. To this the show could be sold out already. But last last count, I think there was like 35 tickets remaining that I saw. So you're gonna want to get in and get in now. Uh, the very next night. I will be taking on pro wrestling self-proclaimed savior JT Dunn. Wow! And hopefully Cody wears him down for you. And uh, your your new uh, favorite place to go visit Somerville, Massachusetts. It is uh, at the Arts at the Army for Beyond Wrestling. Uh, this is again highly recommend. Uh, I don't know what the ticket count is there, um, but. They have sold out every show they've ever done at the Arts at the Armory in Somerville. Uh, so you're going to want to go uh, get your tickets. Check out Beyond Wrestling website and Twitter and Facebook and all that good stuff for uh, ticket info. They're also Beyond Wrestling. Uh, I return, as does Beyond Wrestling, on Sunday afternoon uh, in Worcester uh, at the Electric Haze for another huge event. I don't know who I'm wrestling yet on that one, uh, but I promise you it'll be huge, Mike. Oh, my God. <laughs> you sticking with this? Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, and don't worry, folks. I know that's Royal Rumble Day, uh, but the event is at 2 p.m. that day, special bell time of 2 p.m., so you'll have more than enough time to go check out uh, an amazing uh, Beyond Wrestling card uh, and then get home in time for the Royal Rumble. So for ticket information, for card information, be sure to check out Beyond Wrestling's website as well as their Twitter and Facebook. All right. I, I have some things coming up in February. I just, you know. Well, we'll get to on, them. Yeah. I just can't, I can't talk about them yet. Uh, nego- Big happenings. Negotiations ongoing, Mike. I see. I huh? see. All right. Uh, if you want to negotiate with the Kingpin, email him, brianmalonis at comcast.net or DM him on Twitter at brianmalonis. You can have the Kingpin be a part of your wrestling event. All right, folks, if you're new to the NAI Network, be sure to check out all the other great podcasts here on the feed, like DDT Wrestling with DC and Doc, The Pipe Bomb with McCool and Company, Rant with Ant, who's got that big Matt Riddle interview coming up, Late Night Liam, Indie Pop, and twice a month, The Inside Perspective with a newly bloodied Scotty Slade. Did you see this picture of Scotty Slade with staples, staples in, his head? in his head? Yes. 
he decided to take a, a chair shot full on. Why not? What a dummy. <laughs> uh, get well soon, Scotty Slate. All right, stay tuned right after this for audio from immediately following the AFC championship game, the Patriots <laughs> and the Steelers. Brian will either be very miserable or he'll be gloating like a mofo. So stay tuned for that. But we'll be back on Thursday with the WPAN BDA bonus podcast. Search Wrestling Podcast About Nothing on your favorite podcatcher or go to BDARadio.com for more. Then join us next Monday here on the NAI Network for episode 41 of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. Till then, he's the Kingpin Brian Malonis. I'm Mike Crockett. And thanks for nothing. All right, Brian, it is Sunday night. It is 10.17 p.m., and uh, we promised the people we get your thoughts following the Steelers-Pats game. How are you feeling? Uh, well, I'm probably uh, pretty much dead inside right now. So, Well, you did say don't expect much when you texted me a few minutes ago. Yeah, I'm just here because, uh, you know, if I decided to blow you off, you'd be mad at me, and uh we uh, recorded earlier and said we'd be on, so uh, you know, I uh, I wasn't not not anticipating perhaps a Steelers loss. It was definitely a real possibility. I didn't uh, expect it quite in the fashion that it that it happened. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I uh, I pretty much hate everyone and everything right now. I'm I'm probably uh, losing fans uh, interacting with them on uh, on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you should probably be monitoring my social media at this point because. I think I've blocked seven or eight people. I'm a sore loser. I'm salty as fuck right now. So, yeah. Yeah, you did say on on Facebook or Twitter actually the best part of my post game is going to be blocking fools on Twitter and Facebook. Yes. Oh yes, it's been glorious. I think I've blocked like I said like six, seven people, something like that. It's been awesome. I'm probably gonna block some more after we get off this uh, this Skype call. It's gonna be great. Well, I did see you being snippy with uh, Bill Neville of New Age Insiders. Uh, you did, I did talk. Screw, screw him. He's a moron. <laughs> he makes stupid comments. I know we're on the NAI network, and he and, 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 and technically there are bosses or whatever, right? But he he says stupid things, uh, and I'm going to call him out on it every time. He he made his comments about the game tonight are just as stupid as his comments about Roman Reigns. So how about that? Well, you did say uh, on the podcast today that you uh, destroy relationships through this. Let's try not to destroy this one. What do you say? Why? Why? I don't care. What do I care for? Well, because. <laughs> oh, God. So you watched the game tonight uh, at, am I correct, Brian Fury's house? Yeah, I sure did. I now, sure where did. a number of Pats fans were there? or Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, mostly Pats fans. And uh, what time did you slink out of there? Uh, there was like three minutes left in the game. And you kind of. I just didn't want to see the. Uh, yeah, I didn't want to see the. Uh, I didn't pull a Ray Diorio exit. I didn't do that. I didn't just uh, disappear into the night. Uh, <laughs> I said goodbye to everybody. I said goodbye and uh, and told told them I just didn't want to see the end of the game. So. All right. So are we going to um, calm down? Are we going to stop blocking potential uh, listeners of the podcast and uh, giving them uh, lots of flack? No, no. I'm gonna uh, once we get off this call, I'm gonna go back on Twitter and Facebook. I'm gonna keep fighting the good fight. Uh, the difference between me and all of you uh, is uh, you'll all be wearing your stuff proudly tomorrow uh, because your team won, and I'll still be wearing mine proudly even though my team lost. And I don't think I could say the same for like 90% of the people out there. 
all of their Patriot stuff would have been tucked away in the closet and they would have been talking about the Red Sox uh, starting tomorrow. Uh, so, yeah, suck it. I don't care. Wait, you're gonna you're gonna I don't wh- care. Don't good. You know what? Don't don't listen to my podcast. You're the one that's losing out. <laughs> this is a great podcast. You're, right? gonna, you're gonna weigh your Steelers stuff tomorrow? Yes. Why wouldn't I? I'm proud of my team. I love my team. But they... that's a, that's, a di- that's the difference between me and the typical uh, Pats fan. Uh, is they're all fair weather. Uh, some of the closest people we know that are quote unquote Pats fans used to cheer for somebody else. And then I, I like the justification. I like the justification. Oh, well, they weren't very good, so I rooted for somebody else. And then when they became good, I cheered for them. Yeah, that's the definition of a fair-weather fan. That's the very definition of a fair-weather fan. I've been a Steelers fan my whole life. I've never rooted for another football team my entire life. I've been through some lean years. And that's what you do. That's what you do. If anything, I'm more likely now that the Steelers lost to wear my stuff tomorrow than I would have been if they won tonight. Sorry, Brian. Sorry, I'm just uh, eating a donut here. Yeah, I hope you fucking choke on it. <laughs> well, if you didn't you're, want it, I'm going to eat you're, it. You're, you're a miserable wretch of a human being who takes no joy in life except for in the misery of others. <laughs> that's the old me, Brian. That's the old me. No, that's the same you. This is the same you I'm talking to right now. You you wanted to get me on here. You were you were praying uh, you know, to whatever God you, that you may or may not believe in. Um, that that they would lose, so you could have despondent Brian Malonis, uh, but it's backfired and blown up in your face because now I've insulted the New Age insiders. Uh, I've insulted I've insulted our listeners, uh, and I hope I hope all the people who don't like what happened tonight, you know, kiss my ass. Don't listen to the podcast anymore. I don't give a crap. Oh boy, okay. Is this we... what you wanted, Mike? Is this what you wanted? <laughs> this is what you wanted. Oh, oh my! You're God. getting exactly what you want. You're getting sound bites and sound clips. And I hope you're. I hope you're sitting there sweating bullets, completely uncomfortable at everything I'm saying. And Bill Neville can kiss my ass too. Oh my God. Okay, we better get out of here. <laughs> All right, Brian. Thank you for your comments. And uh, thanks. That was therapeutic. You sure you don't want to keep going? No. I got plenty more. I got plenty more. No. Okay. That's 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 enough. All right. We'll see you on Thursday. <laughs>